1: Program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like, especially when it comes to your love of sports, entertainment, and even your own morning culinary experiences. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. You can start hedging now if you're sitting on that plus two and a half game bet, because what that means is if this game goes six and then the Clippers win four games to two, well you're just you're sitting there holding two and a half games. You won your bet on Dallas. You call these bagels? It's bagels and bad beats with Scott Wetzel. It's welcome to bagels and bad beats with yours truly scott Wetzel on this glorious friday august 21st morning you're truly sitting in for the next two glorious hours taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879, again, toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at opposite picks. that's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, little uh, YouTube chat as well right here on a Friday, August 21st, Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Well, Lakers and Bucks back on course. Ovechkin and Capitals fall off course. Deja vu all over again. Teacups win the lottery. No such luck for the Knicks. What are the odds? Welcome to Slam Diego. Good grief, Washington. Ripken won. Cancer, nothing. PC, though, remains undefeated. Bower the bird brain and uh, out of the woods and into the fire. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, tweets, a little YouTube chat right here, Bagels and Bad Beats, again on a Friday, August 21st, as we are seven minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. What's up, my friends? Uh, again, a slew of things to talk about, which is such a beautiful thing, isn't it, really? We, we went two months with basically just nothing with coronavirus, social unrest, and while those issues obviously are still there, it is a beautiful thing. Have an NBA postseason, NHL postseason. We got storylines in baseball. We got Mike Trout getting thrown at again last night. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. And we got the Boston Red Sox winning two in a row. Season high winning streak for our Bo Sox. How about that? And you got the Lakers last night. Boy, what are the odds? You talk about an oddity amongst oddities that happened in the NBA last night. And we got to challenge fans to come up with odds on what happened last night. I'll tell you about it next. Bagels and bad beats. Get on the line. 844-843-6879. We get on a Friday coming up on New York Times.
2: And you expect LeBron James to come out in an attacking mode. Nice pass, and Davis off the green miss. Gabriel sits down with a two foul. Hassan Whiteside comes in. Whiteside made some very big plays in game one. alley up to James. And there's Anthony Davis with a perfect pass. Davis foul, count it, and one. Not a smart play, although McCollum was trying to get it before the act of shooting. It's a fan base that's been spoiled with all the amazing success. As Davis, nice move across the lane. He's four of seven from the field. As Trent tried to draw it.
1: on this Friday morning, 844-843-6879. Some of and there were plenty highlights from last night's Lakers-Portland game in which uh, LA wins at 111-88, even in that series at a game apiece. As, uh, I don't know, it's officially TNT. or No, I remember some of the ESPN broadcast. One of the two, either TNT or ESPN, four-letter network with a call. Appreciate them uh, supplying us with some of the highlights. But you talk about just a, just a blow-up. Well, what a disappointment last night for me. Um, you know what, I was all pumped up. I knew we put the black cloud, or at least we tried to put the black cloud. One of the rare, 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 rare times the Wetzel black cloud does not work. As I told you when we last left you yesterday morning, that just play the Lakers, don't play baseball, don't play NHL, don't play any of the early NBA games. Just bet Lakers. And, and if you really had any balls. I said, just bet them on the money line. Oh, I would have loved for them to lost last night and, and go down 2 zip. Oh, that would have been just heaven. That really, that would have been better sex with the wife after 25 years. It really would have been. But from start to finish. So I organized my day. I said, you know, I got a bunch of errands to run. I want to make sure I got a clean slate around 9, 930. Game tips off right around there. I just want to be able to watch the game. Do a little computer work. You know, look for some stories for today's show. But just really be able to sit down and watch the game and just pray that LeBron loses again and falls all over himself and chokes like he did in game one. So I I line myself up. I do all the work, and I sit down. Everything's going great, you know, and just from start to finish, just just absolute no-show from Portland. They were trailing 27-19 after one. They were trailing by 18 at the half. They were trailing by 28, 29, 30, 31 after three. And they end up losing 111 to 88, figured out to 12, 23 points. I mean, it was just an absolute blowout. And you get some of these games, but generally you'll get a team like Portland in this case that'll make a run somewhere along the line, just absolutely nothing. And that's when you know a team is not championship caliber. Anyone thinking that Portland was going to upset the Lakers because they won game one, because Lillard's this and blah, 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 blah. You don't lose like this. You don't just absolutely give up a game. You could lose. You know, you don't necessarily have to go up to zip, but at least, listen, uh, even Orlando yesterday, right, which was trailing, same thing. I gave you really two teams that I liked. I figured the Bucks would come out flying. You lay the big wood. And I told you if you wanted to, you put both Orlando, or excuse me, uh, Milwaukee and the Lakers in a money line parlay and you'll be safe. Uh, and, and they were down double digits basically the entire way, but they got it to single digits in the fourth quarter. At least they made a run. At least they put a little bit of a scare. Into uh, certainly those laying 13 and a half and, and Milwaukee, you know, even with about four or five minutes left, cut it to like a nine-point deficit. Even the or the stinking lousy Orlando Magic put a run together. Portland didn't even do that last night. I mean, just absolutely pathetic. I gave up basically after the third quarter. I saw Lillard go out with his injury. He left late in the third, and we can get into that in a second here. And and that was it. I mean, just just a no, just a complete, absolute no-show. And that, that's horrible. That is just absolutely horrible. You know, and a game in which LeBron and Anthony Davis only had to play 27 and 29 minutes, a game in which uh, LJ James scored only 10 points, which is career low in a playoff win, a game in which you only shot four of 11 as well, 0 for 3 from three-point land. Not like he played great as far as statistically is concerned. I mean, it it was just, you know, it was AD, 31 points for for the Lakers. And uh, like I said, start to finish, Portland just was not there. And then you throw in the Damian Lillard. He, you know, dislocates perhaps his finger. X rays were negative, but he was reaching around trying to make a steal and he jammed his fingers against the ball, I suppose. So he left late in the third. And you can make a strong, 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 strong case. He had no business being in the game. You know, if it's early third and they're down 30, well, you know what? its I've seen crazy things happen. But it was late third. There was a minute and change left and they're down 30 points. He, literally 30 points, 85 55. He should not. He should not have been in that basketball game. Now, hindsight always 20-20, uh, but they they were not winning that game after being blown out for three quarters to think that Portland uh, was going to make a 30-point comeback, and you're going to keep Damian Lillard in the game when clearly, I mean clearly your whole season uh, lies on his shoulders. Not a good job uh, from Terry Stotts. He should not have been in that basketball game. So, But that said, he was, jams his finger, x-rays were negative, but who knows what that's going to do for game three and the rest of the series. So a complete whitewash. Uh, Lakers winning 111 to 88 to even that series at a game apiece and just a waste of time if you stayed up late last night. Here's a little quirky little thing. <clears throat> I love quirks. I I do. After uh, you're married for 20-plus years, quirks what keeps you alive. So Lakers win. Let's, let's, let's find the common denominator, shall we? What are the odds? Lakers win 111-88 over Portland. They even the series at a game apiece. Uh, Anthony Davis, 31-11, rebounds LeBron, only 10. Houston, earlier in the day, beat the OKC Thunder, 111-98, turning a one-point deficit to start the fourth on a 17-2 run into a blowout. Uh, Shot a NBA record 56 three-point shots. Only hit like 15 of them, but they win going away, 111-98. Milwaukee beat Orlando 111-96. Even that series had a game apiece. 15-point win. They do get the cover. You had to sweat it out there, as I mentioned, um, you know, in the final couple of minutes when, uh, you know, 15- to 20-point lead most of the way did get down to single digits, but the Bucs did the right thing. And I got to tell you, they, they, you know, welcome to gambling. It's a 15-point game, right? You know, it's over. I, I'm, I'm not questioning that. Milwaukee has the basketball with ooh, about 45 seconds left, now if you got the the magic plus 13 and a half, you're saying, all right, <clears throat> I make one stop here. I get the ball back. I get a no oh, by the way two, and Orlando wins by uh, excuse me. Orlando loses by 13, and the whole game I've been down 15, 20 points, no contest. And all of a sudden, you talk about a bad beat. That the right, you know, backdoor absolute cover for Orlando. If you're sitting on the magic figure and you got a shot here, you, you got a good shot. So then you see Milwaukee with 45 seconds left just run out the clock. They don't even take a shot. Yeah, now you think, great. I got one possession. I don't even have to play defense. All right, come on, Magic. You're down 15. There's 20 seconds left. Milwaukee's not going to play any defense. You're not going to foul if you get a bucket. Just in for an uncontested layup. I mean, you're a guy. You're an NBA player. You don't care about defense. You don't care about winning or losing. You care about scoring. Get those point totals. Just go in. Go get that old, by the way, bucket. It's the old greatest backdoor cover in the history of mankind. Orlando decides to run out the clock too. they do the classy thing. You know, getting our ass kicked by 15 wasn't classy enough. No, we're going to show that we're better than that. And we're going to just run out the final 24 seconds as well. They don't even take a shot and they lose by 15 and you don't get the backdoor cover of magic supporters getting only 13 and a half. That sucks. Welcome to gambling. You know, there are scandicappers out there that are pounding their chest, saying Milwaukee, 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 as I did yesterday. I, I love the Bucs. Um, I didn't think it would come down to the final possession. I knew it was going to be a blowout, but you know how these games are. You would be up 20, and, you know, a couple threes, and all of a sudden you're not covering anymore. So all it came down to is Orlando's decision to either sit out the final 24 seconds or take a shot. Simple as that. It's not whether you were smart enough or wise enough or analyzed it enough or did this or did that. It, it's simple luck. Simple magic decide to take a shot. I'm sure Milwaukee wouldn't have stopped them. They win by 13. You don't cover. Uh, Orlando, though, decides to run out the clock, so there's no extra bucket there, and Milwaukee wins by 15, and they do cover. It's as simple simple as that. So back to square one. What's the common denominator? Did you figure it out? What are the odds? They're quirky, but I love quirky. What are the odds of not one game, Not two games, but three out of four NBA playoff games, having the winning total be 111. Rockets win 111-98. Lakers win 111-88. Milwaukee wins 111-96. Quirky, goofy, absolutely meaningless, but I like you say,
3: just sore, um, you know, a little bit tender just to the touch and um, dislocated it. So, you know, it's just sore, a little bit swollen and uh, uncomfortable.
2: Next question is coming from Mark Medina with USA Today. are given that, what's your sense of being through? What do you mean as far as playing? Oh, I'm playing.
1: Day, tough to accomplish. Damian Lillard, after last night's game, talking about his injured finger. You know, what? what if you're going to go through the uh, protocol of saying it's this and it's that and it hurts and blah, 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 but then ultimately, oh, you're playing like it's, uh, you know, a foregone conclusion. There was no ever, ever any doubt. Then don't even bring up the injury then. so, But that is Lillard after you're leaving last night's game. Late third quarter, 30-point game. Had nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Uh, they get a day off, so you would think as long as it isn't that, that serious, they would be able to play. But you, you never know. You know, sometimes it's worse the next day. Sometimes it swells up. Sometimes those x-rays don't really reveal the true in injury. And, and you have to wait for the swelling to go down if it did go up already. Or the swelling to, uh, you know, uh, go up because there's a part of it that wasn't shown on, on the x-ray. I mean, who knows? You, you really don't know. But what we do know is oh, Portland has absolutely no shot. And I mean no shot winning this series. If Damian Lillard can't play, that's, you know, uh, a surety, a certainty for sure. So, but I'm, I'm, you know, without knowing, I'm guessing he'll be okay. So the Lakers win big, uh, really not great basketball yesterday as far as injury. The, the game, you know, OKC Houston was okay for three quarters, but then, you know, the Thunder just failed to show for the fourth. The Rockets, uh, you know, without a really, uh, the disappointing thing from OKC standpoint is you've yet to really have a monster James Harden game. You know, like Utah has had monster games um, from their superstar players. Uh, Lakers had monster games for their superstar players. We've had these teams that have these superstar players have Donovan Mitchell for Utah, obviously, have the big games, you know, pull off up the upsets and, you know, go from there, if you will. But if you're an OKC fan, you're saying, you know, We've done a halfway decent job on James Harden. I know we ended up last night, but it wasn't a whole heck of a lot. It was was like 20 points or so. If if that, I'll I'll double check here. Uh, And yet the Rockets sit there up two games to none. So little intrigue in a series that figured most to be uh, competitive, a 4-5 matchup, but nothing crazy as far as that's concerned. And then uh, the last one with Milwaukee leading basically from start to finish. That, that was a dud. And um, also uh, Miami over Indiana in the afternoon. I mean, that was, that was relatively close, 109-100. But nobody cares about that series, to tell you the truth. Hockey last night, real quickly, late last night, Dallas beat up Calgary 7-3. They win that series in four straight after dropping the first two. Uh, Guryanov had four goals. They threw hats on the ice after the third period. Well, what are you an idiot Scott? They do that. Come on, you're a sports fan. I understand that. I I understand hat trick. You throw hats on the ice, but that's with fans in the stands. Who's throwing hats in an arena on the ice when there's no fans in the stands? they showed the you know the highlights of it. I didn't stay up late last night to watch that. Um, but they showed highlights of after his third goal, people throwing uh, hats on them on the ice. Who who's there to throw hats on the ice? So where are the hats coming from? Do they keep a stash of hats? I mean, generally, it's it's the guys that go to the games with their hats. Never quite understood that. As dopey as the handshake line is, you throw your hat over the uh, over the ice just because a guy scores three goals. And you're now – and listen, these hats aren't cheap. I sell them on my website, 25 bucks if you want free shipping. Um, You know, th- those things go for $25, 30 $35 now. Those uh, earring caps are not cheap. And you're throwing yours away like that? I never quite understood that. But anyway, so people are – somebody's throwing hats on the ice last night after his third goal. He added one more. Dallas wins seven to three and they take the series again, four straight after dropping the first two and last night. Well, if you're a flames fan and we got some listeners up in Calgary, I know you're up three, nothing. Calgary's up three, nothing before Dallas even gets an official shot on goal. And they give up seven goals after that. And they lose seven, three. That's tough. Boy, you talk about a series. You're up two games to none. You can't close it out. And you're up, uh, You know, 3-0 in a game five or game six, trying to force a game seven. And you don't even come close to winning that game. So Dallas will take on Colorado next. Uh, Keep in mind, Avs fans, uh, the Stars beat the Avs uh, four games this season. So Islanders finish off. Speaking of four games, the Capitals four zip as Barry Trotz gets official revenge as the Islanders win that series in five. The former Capitol head coach, you know, beats his former team. And think about this. You know, he wins the Stanley Cup championship with the Capitals two years ago. And Washington has been ousted in the first round both years since. By Carolina, which is nothing great. And that's a little Cinderella run for the Canes last year going to the Eastern Conference Finals. But it's, it's Carolina. And by the Islanders this year, who I believe in, I told you at the start of the postseason, right? When we were giving out flyers for NHL, I said, grab the Islanders at 40 to 1. So right now, you're looking pretty right now. So, But they're not losing to the Bruins or the Flyers this year, uh, you know, or, or any other team that you may think Pittsburgh would cause me. I mean, they're losing to Islanders and Capitals in the first round back-to-back years. I mean, you talk about picking up the scraps from other teams and benefiting. There's there's no team like the Islanders. They, they get a Stanley Cup-winning head coach who was run out of town after finally winning in Barry Trotz from Washington, and then they get a Stanley Cup-winning GM boss, Um, and Lou Lamarillo, who was run out of town from New Jersey because he was making too much money. And now he's running the Islanders, and there's trots, and do you think it's any coincidence whatsoever? All of a sudden now the Islanders are back to being one of the better teams. I don't think so. Uh, So they win last night four zip. So that series is done. Dallas is done. There's only a handful of first-round matchups, and then we'll move into the second round with the NHL. Don't forget, NHL, they, they reseed everything. And then last one as far as baseball is concerned, before we hit the phones here, just a couple of quickies. Um, San Diego beat Texas 8-7, another Grand Slam for the uh, Slam Diegos as they get one from Eric Hosmer last night. Fourth straight game, Major League record, fourth straight game with a home run. Uh, They win it in extra innings a walk off 8-7, not because of the Grand Slam, uh, but they do win 8-7, so the Padres are quickly, and I mean quickly becoming the story in Major League Baseball. Not not over the top, not overwhelming, but you know what? Even here on the East Coast, with with whether it's the uh, Fernando Tatis stuff, whether it's now the Grand Slams, whether it's uh, taking two of the first four games against the Dodgers last weekend, although they did lose the final two, but they're starting to make a name for himself. You know, the Manny Machado is, and, and the good news I suppose is it's not you know Manny Machado, uh, it's it's others that are doing the job. So. Um, good job by the Padres as they they win again, beat Texas eight to seven. Stanky's lose again. Tampa Bay is now won eleven to twelve. They're in first place. The Devil Dogs are in first place in the AL East. Wow! And the Stanks lost another player. Go. You want to sit there and tell me they're not on roids? You want you want to tell me that? Go ahead. Go ahead. You tell me they're not on roids. You got Aaron Judge who can't catch a fly ball without blowing out his oblique. You got the Giancarlo Stanton who can't run the first base without blowing out his hamstring. You got D.J. LeMay who can't swing a bat, swing a freaking bat without busting his wrist. And now you got Gleyber Torres last night jogging down the first base and injuring his hamstring. You know, they're not crashing into walls. They're not running over second baseman. They're not barreling into catchers. They're not sliding into base, jamming their fingers. They're running, catching, and hitting. The essence of baseball, the absolute 101 baseball 101 run, hit, catch. And the Stankies, littered with a history of steroid needles in their asses, can't do any of that without getting injured. You want to tell me it's not because of roids? Okay. All right, brother, you go ahead. And oh, by the way, Jane Paxton has an MRI in his forearm because he hurt that as well last night pitching. Unbelievable. The Yanks are falling apart at the seams. They are fall- If they ever got the production, out of the money they pay these guys, they would win 120 out of the 162 games, or in this case, you know, 55 out of the 60 games. But they just can't stay healthy, and we all know why. It's a beautiful thing. And then I told you so, I told you so, I told you so. This is why you got to get up pretty early in the morning to get one over on Mr. Vegas. The dopey Giants and Angels could say all they want. You know, Gabe Kapler, manager of the Giants, and Joe Madden, manager of the Angels, can uh, say all they want yesterday, two days ago really, about how Sean Anderson throwing two in tight to Mike Trout was just an accident. It's about Anderson not being able to be a major league pitcher, even though it's his second year, and even though he has over 100 innings pitched in the majors. You know, it was inexperience. He's not used to this. He doesn't have control of his fastball. And I'm saying to myself, no, 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 no. This is an 8-3, ninth inning game. This is not, you know, you don't throw two pitches high and tight because you don't have control of your fastball. No, 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 no. You know, one or two-run game, yes, but not not a five, four, five-run game. No, he was throwing at him. And I don't care what the managers say. They're doing the right thing. They're trying to downplay this for whatever reason. But I I didn't buy it for a second, and neither should you have yesterday when we heard them talk about Wednesday's game. So what happens last night? Same exact thing. Anderson throws high and tight at Mike Trout. Now, it wasn't nearly as close as it was Wednesday. Wednesday, it was behind his head, two pitches behind his head. I mean, you'd have to be a a dope, we'll say. Um, Can we say bird brain? Yeah, the bird brain we could say. I got to get our our slogans down and that we can say and can't say. Um, You could say bird brain. Yes, with bird brain's okay. Okay. It's the mental, we can't say. So, uh, you'd have to be a bird brain not to realize that he was throwing at him on Wednesday. But they said the right thing. Yesterday, again, it, it's it's a 6-7 run uh, game, whatever it is, in the 6th or 7th inning, throws one high and tight. Madden goes off on the umpires. He's all pissed off. And then he went off afterwards after the game. We'll, we'll let you listen to the highlight when we come back. But it's just, I told you so. He was thrown. I don't know what Sean Anderson has against Mike Trout, but I'm telling you, he was absolutely throwing at him on Wednesday, and he was absolutely throwing at him again last night. Why? I don't know. But you know what? He must be a Bagels and Bad Beats listener because we continue to say he's the most overrated player probably in the history of baseball, Mike Trout. So it doesn't mean he deserves to get thrown at, by the way. But you know what? Welcome to Real Major League Baseball. All right, 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Phone lines are open. Hop on board calls. Coming up next i a Friday morning with Scott
2: To right field, towards the corner, and back, and gone! Welcome to Slam Diego! Grand Slam for Eric Hosmer for the. Salmon went two thirds of an inning. There's some turfing going on, yep. Especially that high fastball, the second pitch. All played umpire Lance Barrett. Joe certainly not happy now. Now keep in mind, like I said, everyone said the right thing after the game. Joe Madden said there was no intention. He said that Sean Anderson is a young man that should be here right now. Uh, meaning, from a command standpoint, Gabe Kapler says we don't throw at anybody. But clearly there was something behind the pitch, especially the second one. Jim Reynolds is the crew chief. I think there's some some conversation going back from the other side, too, as well. Not this no
3: Joe.
1: Padres and Angels calls on Bagels and Bad Beats on this Friday morning. 41 past the hour. 844-843-6879. So you got the grand slam from the Padres. They win it in extra innings, 8-7. to seven. And then you got the high end tight, and uh, the announcers good job by them pointing out the fact that everyone did say the, you know, the right thing yesterday, even though again, to me, it was pretty obvious. And if they want to deny it, although I will say this, the pitch again last night was not that close. Um, it, it kind of reminds me when I went after a guy with a baseball bat back in high school, but I digress uh, later on. People would say, you know, Scott, uh, it really wasn't that close. Yeah. I thought it was. And we had a brawl like the inning or two before, and we had a little rivalry with his school, and the pitcher that we all hated was on the mound. And, and uh, he threw high and tight to me. and I did, a, like, a little walking tall. One of my all-time great moments. It really was. Uh, as I was walking out to the pitcher's mound, dragging a baseball bat in my hand. And then, uh, you know, we got separated and everything. And, um, you know, later on, they said, you know, you know Scott, that uh, it was, it was pretty cool. But the, it really wasn't that close. <laughs> so, oops, sorry about that, guys. Uh, so same thing last night, it, it was high and tight, but it wasn't behind the guy, you know, it wasn't, you know, but it was up towards his head and you know, enough is it up. But again, if Joe Madden one day is, is, uh, you know, allowing his player to get thrown out not once, but twice without sounding off, and then he's going to go, you know, opposite and, uh, you know, sound off on a pitch that was just high and tight. No big deal. I could see, okay, that's the game plan. Throwed my trout high and inside. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, teacups last night, win the lottery NBA, by the way. So they're in a position to either draft uh, James Weissman, Anthony Edwards, uh, maybe Lamelo Ball, maybe trade the pick. But either way, they could add a key cog, you would think, to you know Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. That That's pretty darn good. Now, it's been Minnesota over the years, and they've screwed up in their drafts year after year after year. And they haven't been able to put that thing together. So maybe they could have 10 number one overall picks, and it's not going to matter. But they do. And really one of the least publicized NBA draft lotteries in a long, long time. Uh, Minnesota does win. Golden State, boy, the rich get richer. They get the number two pick. They move up. Charlotte moves up. They get the number three pick. And, uh, you know, Michael Jordan's current team, Charlotte, gets three. His former team, the Bulls, get four. The the Cadavers, with the second-worst record, fall down to five because Golden State and Charlotte moved up. Atlanta, six. Detroit, seven. The pathetic Knicks, uh, they get the eighth slot. Now, they have the sixth worst record, so it's not that bad. But theoretically, as long as everything went in line, they should have gotten no worse than six. But because two teams, you know, won the lottery in essence, so they move up. Minnesota, by the way, did have the best chance to get the top pick. So it's not like they, uh, you know, are there because they didn't deserve it. But the Knicks getting number eight is a big story. Washington, nine. They become the first bubble team. Uh, Phoenix, again, 10. San Antonio, 11. Sacramento, 12. Pelicans in Zion 13, and then the Celtics from Memphis, a trade uh, from a couple years ago, gets the 14th overall pick. So uh, big story is really to me, Minnesota 1, Golden State 2, and, and you know, adding on a terrific player to that roster is going to be something else, and then the Knicks fall all the way down to 8th. And, and I'm not saying it because we're being provincial here out of New York, I'm saying it because, the, the, listen, the NBA is good as it is. I don't care how good it is. I don't care how many LeBrons and ADs and Zion Williamson's and all the others that there are. The Knicks still have a big say on whether the NBA is really, really mainstream. I mean, it's just, having the Knicks, those Ewing years, it was just as good as the NBA ever had it. And they haven't been on that level since. And you know what? It, it doesn't appear the eighth overall pick is going to help their cause any whatsoever. It's just a bit of jinxed, jinxed franchise. All right, to the phones we go, eight four four 843 6879 Let's start with a good buddy, Johnny, in Manhattan on this uh, Friday morning. What's up, John? How are you today?
2: I'm a little grouchy, Scott. I might come in a little hot. I hope that's okay. Good morning. Good morning.
1: <laughs> that's why we're here. We are here for you guys to vent, so fire away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it started when I flipped on the YouTube and heard Chris Welch tell me that the Minnesota Twins are picking first in the NBA draft. So that's uh,
1: I've I kind of figured that was uh,
2: who knew the uh, I, Yeah,
1: I kind of figured that was not going to get by you. John is our uh, he's our uh, budsman. He, he takes care of all and everything, and he he double checks all the facts and figures. So I I kinda, when he, when I heard him say that, but that stuff happens. I'm more concerned with him leading off with uh, Padre baseball than the uh, Lakers uh, NBA final or, uh, NBA playoffs games, but whatever. So, yes, the Twins are drafting number one. They all, Maybe it ought to be the Twins the way the Timberwolves have drafted. So,
2: uh, Scott, when you were walking towards the pitcher's mound holding a bat and a, a menacing look on your face, you know, someone, someone somewhere was thinking, you know, there goes a future referee for a Catholic school uh, <laughs> girls uh, game, you know?
1: Yeah, that's that's funny. It's he funny has the
2: temperament, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, who would have thunk it, right? Yeah, twenty-five years, thirty years. He's thirty-five years later, right? Almost thirty, thirty-five years later. Whatever it is. Yeah, I'd be refereeing uh, girls, the girls, no less. You know, third, fourth, fifth grade basketball. Yeah, definitely. That's, that's funny.
2: <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. You. So, uh, Ted. Uh, the guy in the Padres, Scott, it's Fernando Tatis. You do pronounce the S. You don't uh, leave the last S off for savings.
1: Right. Okay, Tatis Junior. You know what's kind of cool, Scott,
2: is that? Uh, yeah, Fernando Tatis Jr. was born in January of '99, and in April of '99, his dad hit those two grand slams in the same half inning. That to me, that was one of the coolest things. And uh I'll never forget when he went into the clubhouse after giving, you know, on the field interviews. His teammates were on either side of him, holding the bats above his head, like making like a, a wooden roof out of the bats, if you will, like in, right. a, in a triangle. It was really cool. Do you remember that?
1: No, no, I don't. I remember the two home runs. I, I do remember that. I don't remember the interview though afterwards.
2: Yeah. But the teammates on either side of the clubhouse door holding bats above his head going, yeah, it was, I don't know. It's just a really cool uh, image. And um, I just want to clarify because DJ LeMayhu injured his wrist on a swing that proves he's on steroids. Is that, is that what you're saying yes. this morning? Scott?
1: That is, that is my, yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, listen, okay, if well, you, it, that's good to know. Yeah. Well, listen, I appreciate the phone call. It, it's, I mean, how do you explain it? I mean, you can't swing a bat. I mean, you're not—he wasn't even checking his swing. He wasn't—you know—he he just swung. I mean, I mean, you do that how many times over the course of a season, a gazillion? And you can't do that. You can't run down the first base, Glaber Torres, without pulling a hamstring. You can't catch a fly ball in right field, Aaron Judge, without blowing out your oblique. You know, I'll I'll even excuse Stan because he's been injured every you know day of his life, basically. The poor guy. But some of these other, I mean, it's, just, it's everyday things that, that a five-year-old can do without getting injured. I, I just, it's got to be something. Whether it's roids, I'm not officially saying roids, but it's got to be something, right? The, the, these chemicals that they're on, the vitamins that they take, the training that they do, it, it, it has to be something. You just aren't, you know, that uh, sensitive to injuries as, as a star athlete without being something wrong. There's got to be something wrong. Richard in West Virginia. Rich, welcome to Bagels and Bad Beats.
3: Do you know have a problem with watching the uh when I'm watching the games you see all the black and water has that on the uh on the floor and they have on the back of the uniforms your quality and all different things like that. Do you have a problem with that?
1: A uh, little, little bit, you know, I originally I really thought that uh, I, I thought I had read Richard that the Black Lives Matter slogans on the back were only going to be for the first game or two. I didn't realize it was going to be for the whole season, but it is what it is. I really do believe, though, the uh, not that I say things I don't believe for the most part, but, you know, I, I think they've done a pretty good job of not making a big deal about it. I I was concerned when they said they were going to put the thing on the court and the jerseys that this was really going to be a focal point. And I do believe if your next question is, uh, is that one of the reasons why the ratings are so horrible this year? I I do think that is the case. Yes. Um, It's got nothing to do with the cause. Um, Zero. I don't care if it's white lives matter, black lives matter, purple lives matter. I'm I'm not into political statements for my sports. I'm just not. So it's not because I don't believe in this and and equal rights and all that other stuff. It's got absolutely zero to do with that. It could be any cause whatsoever. And I'll give you an example. I know I'm probably just digging my grave here. But even when it comes to the breast cancer awareness and stuff like that, I just don't – I don't want that in my sports. I I don't. I mean, I – you know, support all the causes. But when I watch TV and I watch sports, I don't want that stuff thrown in my face. I just don't. So from that standpoint, I do. It's maybe surprising for you to hear me say that, but, uh, you know, I do have a little bit of an issue with it. It's not going to stop me from watching, okay. like I've heard people say, but, you know, and again, I thought they've done a pretty good job. It's it's on the court, but they don't highlight it. They don't, you know, uh, I, I've been pleasantly surprised with, you uh, the little attention it's actually received, Rich.
3: It doesn't really bother me at all. I was watching the Laker game last night. It doesn't bother me, but yeah, there I mean, is a, they, a person yeah, on the lo-
1: They've done a good job, I think, Rich, right? But there is yeah.
3: a host on another station. Yeah, there is I mean, a host on another local station. Yeah, I,
1: listen,
3: Go the other guys
1: – they could, you know, it could bother you, I suppose, if you want to make a stink about it. But honestly, they've done a good job. And and that this comes from someone who was on the outside looking in saying, I'm not going to like this. I'm going to be, you know, I don't want to throw it in my face. And, you know, if you want to be fair about it, I don't know what the other host said. So I'm not going to knock him and I don't know who you're talking about. so. But just from a guy who was down upon it, I could say, if you would have told me it would have turned out to be like it is, I, I could live with it. Um, do I think the name should be on the back of the jerseys and everything? No. Do I think that should be a Black Lives Matter be on the court? No. But they haven't thrown it in our faces. So because of that, it's it's a it's a good compromise as far as I'm concerned.
3: I've just started the thing I was saying. It doesn't affect me at all. It doesn't keep me from watching games. I'm basically just ignored because I don't pay I don't really pay any attention to it. I mean, do they have a is it something, do I believe that they're discriminated against and all that? Yes, I do. But I mean, it doesn't affect me. But there is a local person who feels just like you do who says, I'm not watching these games. I'm not watching anything that shows that on there because just like you said, I want to watch sports. I don't want to see politics. But we can talk about that just like you said, and that still doesn't affect me at all. They can have that on there. They can have it behind the back of their jerseys. I'm still going to watch a Laker game, and uh, I don't care what they have on there. It doesn't doesn't affect me in the least.
1: Yeah, uh, a good call, Rich. Listen, there's a a slogan out there saying out there, I'm sure you've heard, you know, you cut off your nose to spite your face. Uh, Listen, anybody can do whatever they want, but if you're going to allow something on a court that really has no bearing on anything whatsoever, affect you... From watching a basketball game because it pisses you off that much, you know who, who's really winning that? You know you're missing out on something that you love. So it, to me, it's not overbearing. It, it isn't. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Again, toll free. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. We close that hour number one. I think that Beat Beats on a Friday morning coming up on 58 minutes almost past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Full hour to go. We'll open the phone lines again next hour, <clears throat> 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. Send a tweet at Opposite Picks. Email us. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. You know, speaking of political correctness, uh, the, the crumbling of the Kansas City chefs continues. You know, when I told you a couple of weeks ago my beloved Miami Dolphins would win a Super Bowl before the Kansas City Chefs won another one, I'm not kidding you. And we're seeing it fall apart already. They got a defensive back two days ago. that gets suspended uh, four games. We got Tyreek Hill now coming down with a knee injury. Oh, oh, by the way, the crumbling of the Chiefs is officially underway. And now we find out that they're putting new policies in place, not allowing fans to do, in essence, the tomahawk chop, you know, kind of like the Atlanta Braves that they do. And they're no longer gonna be able to wear headdresses into the stadium. Which that I suppose I understand, just because it gets in people's way. But to sit there and try and tell fans you can't cheer a certain way—are you kidding me? I mean, again, you know, when when is the political correctness world gonna back off, please? Just to, just just take a step back and say it's a football game. You know, we're not degrading anyone. We're not putting anyone down. It's it's a lousy football game it's a mascot it's a nickname no one's taking this seriously it's no big deal let them beat the drum during the game or before the game or do the tomahawk chop who cares i mean are you that sensitive god that, that is, it is just overbearing at times and to me that crosses the line if you want to get rid of redskins okay I'm not really, you know, pro or con on that. I understand maybe you don't want the name Redskin because it is a derogative name. But, you know, they're, they're keeping Chiefs. They're keeping Indians. They're keeping Braves. But you just can't chant or you can't do a Tomahawk chop. It, it's just uh it, that, that, uh, Rich. Get the upset.